welcome back to Big Brother Soapbox. It's been a little while since our last episode. I will admit I was a little under the weather. Um, my voice, I'm not sure if it sounds different now or not, but it was uh, kind of crazy. And if I tried to speak, it led to coughing, but I'm doing much better. I did not have COVID. I had a negative test result and... Yeah, we're back. We're trying this. I'm having a good day. Um, yeah, and we are back with very special guest. Anonymous. That's An- right. Anonymous Corbin. Wow. This is, this is not a safe space on this podcast. So we just watched the live broadcast, well, the broadcast of... The Sunday evening episode, Sunday, July 18th, and it is the one in which Kyland, as HOH, nominated Frenchie and Brittany after Frenchie failed to win the wild card comp and Sarah Beth won it and chose not to switch teams. So at this point... What we've had, um, we had our premiere on a Wednesday, then we had Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. So this is our fifth CBS episode out of, there's generally around 30 in a season, let's say. Um, what are we thinking generally? I mean... I just kind of feel like these people, it doesn't seem like much is happening other than uh, Frenchie spiraling out. And uh, they're taking these teams too seriously. I mean, people are supposed to ruin their Big Brother teams, you know, and, and these ones are sort of functional, which is just a little, okay. Yeah, I feel like there's still a little bit too much kumbaya happening aside from Frenchie. I saw a Twitter poll that was like, I think it may have been by Evil Dick, that was like, do you do you like Frenchie? Do you hate him? Do you want him to go home? Like, things like that. Most people said, I don't care if he's entertaining, get this man out of the house. Then some people said, eh, he's entertaining, but I still want him gone. And then the third people were like, oh, he's entertaining, leave him in. I don't think he's that entertaining because although he's a nut, which is fun, he's very repetitive as a nut, you know, because he's he's just stuck in a paranoid loop and and that's kind of what it is. You know, no schemes because they all blow up. But, you know, it's hard to say. Maybe without him, more things would happen between the rest of the players because he's drawing all the attention, in which case we should want him to leave, but... Yeah, it seems like they they tried very hard to get nice people this season. Not, like, good people, but nice people, and and just a little slow. Yeah, all the things I hate about Chicken George, I hate about Frenchie. I hate how seriously he takes himself when he thinks he's self-aware, and his diary rooms are so bad. I hate the way he talks like Caleb from season 16 with daggum this and that. And just, like, over-exaggerated. I think you mean Beast Mode Cowboy. 
Um, that is who I he mean. He self-identified as a metrosexual, which reminded us of how much has changed in so little time. That's all about beast mode. Oh, and that time he stalked that poor woman? That was cool. <laughs> yeah. That came up recently because it was about... In reference to Alyssa and Christian, right? Yeah, something like that. I can't stand the guy. I hate the way that he laughs. It's like he laughs serious, says things in the diary room where he, like, chuckles through his sentence. I've always hated that. But don't you like seeing his quivering, downturned eyes that just say, what have I done? I hate the way he's always wearing that light blue long sleeve shirt with the sweatpants holding a drink and waving his other arm and neck like dramatically talking to someone he did it with Derek x he just did it with whitney in this episode i can't stand him he needs to go but here's the thing everybody's diary rooms this year are sucking I was looking forward to that's what we get with the live with the um, the CBS broadcast over the live feeds as we get the diary rooms. And literally everyone is just taking the written lines that they're given in there and not doing anything fun with it and they're you can tell they're not having fun with it. And even on the live feeds when they're like, "Oh, I hope they don't take me for long in there and stuff." No one's having fun with it. And even Tiffany, who we all like, the diary room is lacking a bit. I didn't realize that we all liked her. She's really big online. Well, that's nice. And I like her too in the live feeds. She's she's more aware of things. She's, you know, trying to get Frenchie out. I can ship that. Yeah, but don't don't you think it seem doesn't it seem like he should have been a backdoor, you know? I feel like you don't want to give him more time to talk and talk. But here's the thing, even if he's not in power, he makes it all about him. So it doesn't matter if he's on the block or not, if he's in the center of attention or not, he will make himself known. Yeah, but I still feel like, and give him less time to work it. But but the real question is, do we feel bad for, for Brittany? You know, she seemed really hurt at the end of this episode. Um... There was that fun montage of everyone saying Frenchie except for her. That was very leading, which I liked. So so what do we think about Brittany? I watched this moment in the feeds as well, and you see everybody crying. You even saw it at the end during the credits tonight. Aza's crying and stuff. I really don't understand that, to be honest. I don't know if it's just the reality that someone from her team will probably be evicted, but... Or if she's just faking it the way she fakes things with uh, Tiffany. I don't know why Brittany's so upset, to be honest. Like, I know she's on the block and everything. But the intention is clear that she's not the target. And she's taking it quite personally. But but Kylan did give, like, a bad speech, you know? It was lackluster, I thought. It just seems silly to overemphasize this team thing. Like, why would you want to tell all of the house I'm only loyal to my team? You know? Yeah. And he he came at Brittany more than he needed to. You know, he wasn't like, you're the pawn, I like you. But he was just kind of yeah. like, you're also an issue. Which is silly. Yeah, for sure. 
I want to talk for a minute about the design of this season so far. Well, it's not really going to change. You know, part of me liked it. I like how bold the bedrooms kind of are into the deep sea vibe. Um, And I think the lighting is interesting, but it's kind of getting back to like early Big Brother dramatic over comedic and like there's you know they have lights um kind of like ring light vibes on the edges of the one-way mirror window things all over the place so it's not exactly like backlighting but it's like I don't even know if you'd call it architectural lighting it's just kind of like um decorative lighting in the background um but I will say like the color temperature of the house seems moody and cold and not you know warm like you'd expect from a fun summer show and in the diary room how they have like sort of the neon um sort of like glow stick circles behind them Mixed with the fact that since a lot of people wear glasses, you can see the front lighting that's not in the shape of a ring, but it's effectively the same thing, but like bars. It's very the circle, and I hated the circle, and I was down to like it because I had nothing going on early quarantine, and just hated it, didn't finish it, don't care about it, don't want to see it again. And I feel like this has very circle vibes in a way that I think is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that, but maybe it's part of their scheme to prevent people from sleeping during the day, which seems like the strangest new development, you know? Like, that just doesn't seem right. This is crazy, right? I think the no napping began around BB-19, although I'm not entirely sure. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's terrible. The rumor on Reddit, at least, the thread that I read, um, insinuates that, well, clearly states that they think it's because production wanted to prevent all the game talk from happening at night, so they thought that people, if they're forced not to nap, that they'll be awake during sort of normal waking hours. I'm not even sure why they care that much, to be honest, because they don't care about live feeders to begin with. I mean, they were advertising the feeds pretty heavily tonight. They had those they do sick that every graphics year. where they showed the feeds, and then the footage they were showing was stuff exclusively from the CBS shows. I thought that was cool, because it was like, as well you don't as get promos. Taste. No tastes. Yeah. But, but you hardcore feedsters out there, you know that you're who the show's really for. Yeah. Yeah. How do they tell if you're napping or just lying down with your eyes closed or, you know, on top of another competitor? I heard Alyssa talking about how Christian was full-on asleep, conked out on the couch once. And she was like, why doesn't anybody say anything to him? It's a conspiracy. I will say what I'm really not enjoying about the... CBS broadcasts is that so much of it is oriented and focused on the competitions, particularly the wild card, which is designed badly 
is bad and sucks. It's very awkward. It just looks terrible. I feel like the quality of the cameras has... It's just not working for what the show is and how it's designed. And also you can see like sort of like the zebra stripes or like the digital noise on a lot of overexposed things in a frame and including things that have been there for a while or like some of the people's clothes and it's like why wouldn't they have sorted through this before it's a good point and i feel like we just especially the cbs only audience is getting no impression of these people as individuals and what they're about and what the talk has been in the game. Yeah, you get very little of what's actually happened in the CBS cast because they think that comps are the only interesting thing, but it's like if you drag out a three-round, or I guess five-round thing of picking colors, eh, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not meaty. And then you have, like, a twist of you could change teams, and it's like, no. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's kind of trying a little too hard. My aunts, who have only been watching the CVS broadcast, like, didn't even get the impression how terrible Frenchie is. Yet, even though they've shown him a lot, if you look at, like, the diary room counts and stuff on Twitter... They've shown him a lot, and it's like people still aren't getting the full story. And that's the whole point, is editing together this story for the, the audience. Alright, but but we've harped on it, but what are the parts of this season that we're really enjoying so far? You know, like, what's, what's getting you going, keeping you in it, you know, 24-7 live feed all day, every day? Mr. Positive over there. Well, I asked you to answer. <laughs> it's tough. Um, I guess this is tough to answer, not going to lie. That's a harsher view. I've, you know, like I said, the way I feel about Frenchie is so similar to how I feel about Chicken George to the point where I didn't really want to keep watching the feeds as long as he was always going to be on there as HOH last week. And even now, there will be a room of people talking, and then he'll be there, and I'm like, I don't want to be in this room. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry, I did not mean to just, like, chuckle through a sentence like Frenchie does in the diary room. I was just coughing. So I guess I'm not all better yet. Yeah, Frenchie's rough, but, you know... I don't know about this Chicken George comparison. I mean, Chicken George didn't do a damn thing, and Frenchie does way too much. That's a good point. That's a fair point. You know, obviously Chicken George revolutionized the game when he did direct addresses out to America in racist and sexist costumes, but now that America is useless in the game, you know, eh, his legacy's not much to speak of other than gross men. But, yeah, Frenchie, I think, is different. I don't think we've had uh, a player like Frenchie in a while who's this sort of paranoid and spinning out. It's like Devin in BB-16. Yeah, it is kind of like that, but with, like, a, a different energy. Totally. I did think that the sort of consequence of the wild 
I keep wanting to call it wild party. The wild card competition about how you could switch teams. I thought that was interesting. Although nobody in this cast is going to do that, in my opinion. Like, I mean, Frenchie for sure would have. And um, what's his name? Brent. Brent might have. Frenchie definitely would have. That'd be interesting. Then they'd have even more reason to go after him, his former team, next week. But hopefully he'll be done with it at the end of this week. Oh, I think he's sticking around. But if he does go, I think it'll be great to be able to see what everybody else is going to do. And if anybody's going to sort of like step up to the plate or... I don't know, like... I mean, something would definitely happen. Um, The slaughterhouse will probably continue to fall apart in some way or another. um, Because that's how big first week alliances tend to go. Yeah. Or maybe they'll run this house. I mean, who knows? Not, I don't want to harp on Frenchie for this entire episode, but I do want to say another thing, which is I haven't gone back, I haven't flashed back to these moments yet, although I want to, but I saw people saying that Frenchie was talking about, like, self-evicting, which we, I mean, get real, he's probably just asking for attention. Um... And I also heard something that insinuated that he was sort of saying to Whitney in one way or another that he had had a crush on her. And why wouldn't he, quite frankly? Come on, Frenchie. You're going to be back to your wife in less than a week. Look, she left him notes in his socks. And that's all well and good when he's back home, but he's in the BB house now. You know, he has to play the game. Obviously, he's trying to win her vote. He knows that she is can't say no to a handsome man or whatever it is she said in her introduction and he's playing hard you know if he has to hook up with that um QAnon conspiracy theorist he'll do what he has to do what a mess she is yeah I wonder uh if CBS has a very special episode planned coming up to uh to talk about her very fun theories yeah I don't think they will but I'd love that. I don't know. Maybe there's waiting for someone to give a beautiful speech about something a la Kaser, and then we'll we'll really get it, you know? Just one of those moving speeches. Which speech are you thinking of? Uh, I believe in both of, at least two of his seasons, there was a big thing they showed of him talking to someone about being Muslim and yeah, yeah. it was nice or whatever, and then they went around and they're like, yeah, that was a good conversation. I mean, I'm still racist, but... <laughs> And he was like, this is what I'm here for. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, just like Sarah Beth last week with the... I really love her. Talking about kind of like her coming out story as being bi. Oh, yeah. These are brave and beautiful stories. As the other house guests tell us very sincerely. The fact that they threw that out there in one of the first CBS episodes, I just thought was super unnecessary. There's so much they haven't covered and and they still don't have multiple like gay competitors who could potentially be attracted to each other like this is still something they won't do yeah yeah it seems like they even when they have multiple queer people i mean not that they're going to be interested in each other by default like by no means am i saying that but at least one of them seems to always be taken yeah 
Like, very much so. Yeah. It really seems like they don't want a queer showmance. Yeah, I don't know what they want, frankly. I don't... I just... I don't know what they're trying to do with this season. I think it's a flop so far. And I think a lot of us were excited about this cast and everything. But, again, I feel like there's almost too many super fan types that don't want to stick out from the crowd or do anything. Like, Hannah seems like a nice, strong, young woman, but I don't think we're going to see her doing anything anytime soon. Because she doesn't want to go, which is understandable, but, like, it would almost be cool if the game had some incentive for making big moves. Well, you know, no risk, no reward. That's the theme of the right? season. You could switch teams. I mean, that is juicy. <laughs> for no extra proof. I mean, for the default... <laughs> advantage of the competition you could switch teams what about something like when they released the duo twist for one fucking day in season 13 you know they should have like ridiculous things like that if they're gonna do it if that hadn't totally favored the veterans and rachel and jordan that would have been actually a pretty cool thing i thought yeah i think it would have also been cool if it happened with like eight instead of six i mean yeah, that's part of what made it earlier. so ridiculous yeah. Um, but it's a cool idea to do something sort of that drastic. Uh, their powers and co- such are rarely that influential, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there are exceptions, but... Just to give a little update, I have completed season 13 in my little and rewatch now. she is now, now a hardcore Rachel fan, so all of you can rest easy knowing she has seen the way of the Lord... That and can, has been redeemed. That cannot be further from the truth. Danny forever, except for BB All-Stars. Um, I uh, have now started rewatching season 14. Then I'll be pretty much done. I just have to watch Over the Top and finish like Celebrity Big Brother just for fun. But I'll be all done Big Brother US. Canada, watch out. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to need a little bit of a break after all this. One would only hope. I don't know. I I feel like All-Stars was a lot more fun than this. Because something's happening at least all the time, you know? I don't disagree with you at this point. You don't get the juicy showmances, but Christmas has another car to smash soon. So I guess you do get the romances, you know? Yeah. You got Enzo Enzoing it up. I mean, you can't beat that, you know? He's the spirit of Bayonne. Even when they weren't doing anything, at least like they played it. Eh, these people are just very boring. Yeah, please do let us know. Again, we're only on Spotify so far. Um, I do want to get us over to Apple Podcasts. I just have to submit that. But please tweet us. Let us know who you're rooting for. Also, if you watch the live feeds, who do you like to watch just for fun when they're talking about nothing? Because... I don't know. In the past, I was listening to Sarah Beth sometimes, but it's not like she's very entertaining or anything. It just, nobody else was grabbing me either. She's very, like, what is it, country core? Is that what the kids call it? Cottage core? Cottage core. She's very cottage core. I bet she plays Animal Crossing. I bet she has quilts. Like, real quilts with patches and the like. But one good thing I can think of, you know, from this episode. Because we're trying, you know, 
we love CBS, Julie Chen, especially Les Moonves, huge believers in him. Why are you doing this? Well, you know, you don't want to alienate the network or the players. You know, that's the way to the top uh, in the BB content world. And I'm just, I just want them to know, you know, we stand with Les. I do not approve this message. But anyway, this week, as I was saying, Aza and Tiffany's scheme to pretend to be crying whenever they're talking. That was fun. Impossible to imagine it working for very long, but that was fun. Truly. That, I feel like you get very few, like, genuine social schemes. You know, you get people sneaking away. You have very few, like, established routines. I couldn't tell if you enjoyed that or not when we were watching it. It was so silly how quickly they went to talking and then just slumped down and then immediately cackled. It, it was not believable, but it, it was a lot of fun. So I guess we're rooting for Tiffany and Asa. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm rooting for Tiffany. I'm rooting for Sarah Beth still. I think she at least... You know, she said she wanted to come in this game in her pre-show interviews and float her way to the end and stuff but she's doing a little more than that because she is divulging information she's been doing so with kyland and she's you know she's been strategizing with people and actually talking about the game and everything so i respect that and i hope to see more of it from more people and not just like yeah when whitney talks game i don't care for it either What's wrong with it when Whitney talks game? She's just the way she expresses herself I find very annoying. And it's like her teeth are constantly showing. Like she's just constantly radiating, showing them off. And um, she's just so like earnest and childlike with wonder the way she talks. But she's stupid. (laughs) And... I can't. I mean, yeah, that that's solid reasons. Thank you. Maybe she'll be the replacement nom when Brittany uh, frees herself, and that's when uh, little Frenchie will find his love. I wouldn't hold your breath. I'm holding it. I just hope Frenchie, you know, finds someone he can really, you know, trust. You know, not that, not his old woman back home. You know, he, he didn't just come into this game for money or respect, you know. He came in thinking he was cast on Love Island. I mean, his wife almost got him kicked out of this game with those notes in his socks. Outrageous. He was even saying, like, oh, I'm gonna win this veto so that I can pull you down, Brittany. Give me a break. Yeah, that's nuts. That makes no sense at all. It's the worst when couples pull the other one down, let alone just someone. Yeah. Do you have anything off else you want to get off your chest? You know, I don't think so. Uh, it hasn't been that juicy this week. Yeah, I feel exhausted from nothing happening. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, Frenchie and that's it, and... Eh, you know, so... Yeah, I kind of think that one's, that's it. Um, 
Yeah. I can't stress enough how disappointed I am in the diary room so far. There's just wasted opportunity. Even when they're talking badly about Frenchie, it's not juicy enough. And also then you have Brent talking bad about Frenchie just like out out of the blue it felt like. Yeah. When he sucks too. But I guess he doesn't know that. He actually has been to some of the most extravagant museums in the world. Um, so I don't know why you're making fun of this very refined and sensitive man. This competition, the wild card, where they had, like, the paint explode on them and stuff. It was stuff, a very disappointing version of the form. I know! It's already, like, a very relatively new comp. Um, I think the first one... Uh, I don't know, let's say... BB... F- 16, 17, Something probably. like that. Um, and I've never loved it, but I do think they've done a better job design-wise with it before. And also the way they, like, showed it, it was so slow and nobody cares. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, they drew it out too, way too much. The other thing that I find a little annoying about the way they film this comp, because I, I think it's a pretty fun one, usually. I didn't like that for this one, they changed what kind of image or pattern you were looking for, and it's kind of a fun twist, but it also just made it feel like, ugh. But I I, I wish, like, you, you don't get a good sense of how long they have to look at these things when you're watching at home, because they're always cutting to the diary room, which, of course, they always do, and everything else. I f- you don't get a sense of, like, the speed they're doing it and without that it's very hard to to get a feel for this competition i mean it was clear that uh sarah beth was gonna win this one which she did but and also you could see paint on frenchie's hat that had that dried was ridiculous. from it and that's something they should have noticed talk about continuity in the diary room like what are they doing yeah you could like clearly tell uh, and it's like not a big deal, but you could kind of you got the sense that he was not going to win from the paint on his hat. <laughs> you know, it's not the end of the world, but it's just like another little thing. Yeah. Hopefully, we have more interesting things to discuss next week or whenever the next episode of this is. Um, I was really excited about this this podcast, and I still am. Um, but you know. Between me getting a little under the weather, excuse me, and uh, we just need some more momentum. And I do think that getting rid of Frenchie will help that because people will be forced to do other things. I mean, we also just need to get more of the dirt on these messy people like our old friends at BB Gossip do, you know? Uh, They're really mentors of ours, not in a literal sense, because we don't want to know them, and don't, but more in a sense of, you know, we're diehard fans. Uh, And we just, you know, we'd love to bring you more news about these filthy, filthy people, but it just feels like we're not getting any of it. Like, allegedly a couple of showmances are uh, cooking up, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, nothing good. They never are, though. I mean, other than 
Rachel and Brendan. Brenchel was a love to die for. <clears throat> I mean, to be honest, looking back at... What were you going to say? Looking back at... I mean, to be honest, looking back at recent seasons, I can't even tell you the last one I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm a diehard BB-15 fan. Um... But after that, we have Derek and Cody. No thanks. I, di- I did enjoy, not, I'm going to admit it, I enjoyed Frankie Grande towards the beginning of the season. I mean, he, he did play seriously, but that was an annoying season. It was. It was. That moment of him playing the comp all by himself, his partner sitting it out. I mean, that was moving, you know. That really made you you wish the best for that uh, backup dancer. But that, that one had some things. I mean, a lot of them have had something, but we've just gotten, yeah. like, a lot of, like, I mean, we always do, but it's just bad people. Yeah, I, I was rooting for Vanessa, but I hated her entire alliance. I hate the twins. I hate Austin. Oh, but Austin and the tw- I mean, that was, like, hot, you know? I, I mean, it was agree. just beautiful to see that strange, strange man and his love of white culture and those two Florida twins. Disgusting. He never did cut that chin beard. Then 18, we have, like, the showmances of James and Natalie and Nicole Franzel and, what's his name, Corey? Something, Corey. yeah. That's surf, that, uh, the... The baseball-y guy. Oh, that guy, the tall guy. Yeah. And then you had Cody's little brother, Polly, who I hate. Oh, that guy was playing horrible. Playing Yeah, that was just gross. Yeah. It wasn't even, like, getting him really anything in the game. It was just mean. Yeah, he was just terrible. Then, uh, we had Paul's redemption season, which was just disgusting, honestly. He got robbed. Some (laughs) people... He got fucking robbed. After production, like, helped him through it. Yeah, but even so, everyone else there was shit, and he Yeah, they were all stupid and just there for a good time. Um, people did, like, that Cody... Nixon and Jessica Graff, now Nixon. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't a fan of theirs. I can't stand him. I I didn't hate her, although then she got annoying for me. She was so stand by him, it was just like, shut up. Yeah, it was like Brenchel times two. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing with so many of these tough, aggressive players where once they, like, lose or they're in a bad position, they're like, what's happening? Why is I'm so strong? These people are so weak. Like, it's not fair. And it's like, well, that means you did a bad job. Why aren't they helping me get to the end? This it's is just me. It's just us. We're fighting for our lives. It's like, yeah, because you're mean and they don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not good to your word. Like, it's, it's, and then it's like a classic type of mostly masculine but not exclusively players who are just like so whi- aggressive and then so whiny and it's just awful to see. Yeah. It's like you know Mickey had a similar energy although he is the de- devil. But Yeah, we'll get there. 
then season 20 i i was not a fan of level six it it's just one of those like big power alliances that isn't interesting in the least and the other people that season i didn't care for fessy was a total idiot Haley was so so boring and they showed her so much in the diary room and then you have um sam who i really wanted to like in the beginning i thought she was pretty she had cool earrings she was a welder and then she was just like oh yeah she was such a disappointment flipped like she was so mean like she she thought she was great she put like two women on the block Haley, who i I understand she sucks too but like she was like you got it was like another thing of like you guys take the most from the house and and give the least and it's like sorry that you do all the cooking and clean it or like what like nobody cares that you do the dishes in love with tyler for some reason oh god um that soft boy but hey he also found love that season and then she was like, I'm HOH. I'm not going to be talking to anybody. I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell anybody. And maybe I'd respect that in somebody else. But coming from her, I just was so over it. Any- you know, as HOH, one of your rights is to not talk to anyone you don't want to. We learned that tonight. <laughs> yeah, when Kylan was like, uh, one of the powers of HOH is that I don't have to say anything in response or answer any questions. And then he put her on the block. He got her. Then season 21, again, in the beginning, I was kind of loving it for a second. I really liked Bella. Then she was rude. And just... It's like, I like Big Brother villains. I really do. But when you're going to be mean and just like a petty, like, normal run-of-the-mill, like... I just can't. So give us the villains who speak to you. What's the kind of villain you want to see again? Not that I want to see again, because I don't need to see those people again. But the type that you want to see again. I like that old school, like, Dr. Will. I hate to say it. It's so, like... Julie Chen Moonves of you. (laughs) It's so passe, but, like, what he did in All-Stars was just, like, commendable. and, And it was just great. And, um, although personally, Mike Boogie is, like, atrocious, I enjoyed him with Will. Yeah, but he was, like, bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he wasn't good at it. Yeah. I remember Will basically two. did the yeah. layup that then got him to get it in. I do like Janelle, but I'm not like a Janelle diehard in the sense that I don't like anybody else and want to protect her at all costs. No, but she is fun, and she's one of the people who, like... She's actually good. She's good, and, like, she knows that she's playing for the camera, and she, like, very much owns up to it. Which is, like, if not, is often annoying, but it's, like, at least nice that she's, like, direct. And I like... she's doing a shtick. Yeah. And I like her enough that when she's doing the whole, like, like, F y'all and whatever, like, I like it from her, like, because I feel like she owns it, and I don't know, I just like her. Um, yes, I enjoy Evil Dick in season eight, but I also hate the other people in that season so much. Except for Danny, your all-time number one pick. I do love Danny. All-time number one, seriously, guys. Especially in season 13, although rewatching it, that season is a bore. 
and just like yeah, but she was trying to be spoon feeding it to the veterans. Yeah, at least yeah, bad timing, but yeah, I liked her in that. Um, I don't know as far as villains, that's that's who I like, I guess. Um, you could argue they're not all villains, but in their own ways, you could, they all are though. Yeah, it's kind of been a while since there was a. A straight up like villain, like there've been like some really bad and mean and hurtful people in yeah. recent seasons, but they've always played, you know, the benighted martyr type as opposed to being like, I'm a dick. Yeah, they don't own it. Yeah, um, and there's definitely no one this season. <laughs> oh, I guess Amanda counts as a villain. Oh yes, I love her. All-time number two pick. No, she's my number one. I... Wow. Danny Donata, I don't know the third name. Suffering. Briones. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no comparable feeling throughout Big Brother to me as when Amanda and McRae were on the line and she had to win and she did for once and also when they were in the tutus bowling against each other like I was like I was gaping I was like holding my breath watching I'm talking about two different veto competitions and one ended in a less favorable outcome for me than but anyway I just I've never felt that much watching a reality tv show so what was it about Amanda that, that really spoke to you? What, what are these people missing? We're getting so off topic here, but... No, we're staying right on topic. She's unapologetic. She's a boss. She sexually dominated McRae. I thought their relationship was so funny. What a fucking loser McRae was. Yeah, I don't actually like it very much. I tried no, he to. He was just, a real dick a lot of the time. You could tell that he did not feel the same way about her that she did. But neither, like, it was just like a, you know, like a summer camp kind of thing for both of them. No, she was deeply in love. I think she felt like she was because of the pressures of Big Brother. Yeah, but then even after, she was like obsessive, like. She tries to get what she wants, I guess. Yeah, she was heartbroken. But anyway, yeah, season 21 turned out to be a big disappointment. Yes, a lot happened in it. Um, I would say, I mean, Camp Comeback ended up being sort of a horrific, but I think they at least designed the season, not in terms of like visual design, but the course of the game kind of interesting. This seems like one of the few times where the team is hold for any amount of time among the players. Although we'll see how that plays out, but that's unusual. Are you talking about now? Now. Yeah, I feel like the team yeah. is like, by now, and maybe it's just how they're showing it, because I don't follow the live streams like Jordan, but, you know, it definitely feels like usually there's more, like, scheming across teams and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is that between uh, Tiffany and Aza. Yeah, there is some. You have but... the whole cookout alliance, which is actually kind of real. Yeah, although it just kind of seems like that's going to blow up. I don't want it to, but it, it just seems that way. 
Yeah, like I feel like Derek F will be the one to mess it up. From, yeah, etc. We'll see. I don't want it to, but I don't know. You seem to really dislike when Frenchie and Tiffany were talking in front of other people about her hinky vote. Yeah, I thought that Tiffany, she probably, she shouldn't have made that vote clearly, but I thought her trying to press Frenchie on it is like pushing way too hard. Yeah. Because... Like, she'll be more damaged by it than him because everyone already hates him. Yeah. So it seems like, and she, like, has some plan to, like, when he spills the beans about her vote to, like, use it to really turn people against him. And that, they're already against him, so it just seems like she's gonna, like, fuck her shit up. Yeah, I think that might not end very favorably for her. Like, what's she gonna say? Oh, I really trusted him. You trusted Frenchie? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was already coming to vote. There was plenty of time to come to the conclusion. And then the fact that he... I don't know all what happened about how he at least says he knows that Derek F. was the other one. But I, I don't know when they decided that. that. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like when he goes around the house and he's like, I'm out. Like, I'm done with the slaughterhouse. And... He doesn't even know who, as he calls the snake in the grass, is. He, um... Yeah, him and all his, like, cowboy farmer metaphors and stuff of, like, there's a snake in the grass and it's time to get the lawnmower. Better than all the Christian snake references you get, including already this season. Like what? Just Tiffany talking to Kyland about the snake, and the snake's gonna bite off your head oh, if you yeah, don't cut, yeah. off, cut off its head. And it's all just like, and it's like very like, um, you know, serp in the Bible way. Like, uh, I do not remember her name. Who? Eve? No. Not in the Bible. In earlier seasons, oh. there was that one just... player who went like crazy about someone being the snake. They call Nicole Franzel the snake all the time. Never mind. Sorry. This is like someone concrete. It was like their whole thing to be going on about how someone was the snake. But it doesn't matter. It's just like. Ugh. Yeah, I'm curious who you're talking about, but I'm not sure. Yeah, doesn't matter. We'll cut this out of the edit. <laughs> but yeah, vote Frenchie out or hook him up with Whitney. You know, one of the two needs to happen. Maybe both. That would be cool too. Um, but, you know, finally someone breaking up this, you know, just, like, people forming these nice little couples, like, someone trying to get dirty in the Big Brother game, you know? But, yeah, like I was saying, it's, like, he doesn't even know who sold him out or whatever he thinks happened with the and slaughterhouse. And they still got the vote. They, they, it was good still. <laughs> yeah, two hinky votes, whatever. Good riddance. Exactly. Well, I hope this episode ends up sounding a little better than the last one. Um, for anyone who might care or not, I ordered this, like, kit from Amazon that was, um, you know, it has a stand for the mic I already have, and, like, um, I'm totally blanking on what this is called, this is called but it's, like, a suspension clip kind of a thing, so that the mic isn't picking up noises from being touched and stuff or peripheral noises whatever and like a little 
you know, a wind, well, I got a windscreen separately and like a pop filter for plosives and stuff. And then I literally got this for the mic that I'm using, which is the Blue Yeti Nano. Um, and it doesn't fit the, like, what they supposedly call the universal little mic, um, thing in the bottom, whatever, like, I'm getting so tired right now, I'm not gonna lie, but it doesn't fit, so hopefully I'm gonna get a refund for that, but I did get to use a couple things from the kit, so anyway, we got to finally use two mics for this one instead of just one, so that was exciting at least. And uh, if you are disappointed by the sound quality, just make sure to subtweet Jeff Bezos using hashtag BBSoapbox. Please at us, BBSoapbox, on Twitter. And please subtweet Jeff Bezos. Let's hope he stays in outer space, guys. We do follow back, so please hit us with that follow, and you'll hear about all the new episodes and our other thoughts on Big Brother. We don't tweet that much, not gonna lie, but we are on there and we like and retweet, so give us something good. Yeah, we'll, we'll give a little classic boost to your account, you know. We'll do what we can. We promise a boost. Alright, shall we wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, I guess we have to. We've really run out of steam. Um... And that's clearly not our faults. So, good night, guys. Yeah, again, we just watched the Sunday Night episode, so I'm crashing already. I hope it's a good week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Big Brother Soapbox. (laughs) 